Mike Tomlin talked Tuesday about hitting the reset button for the Steelers' upcoming rematch with the Kansas City Chiefs. The Chiefs smacked them, or smashed them, as Tomlin said in his Tuesday press conference, but he's not worried about that game. He is looking at things that happened in that game, but he is focused on making sure the Steelers control the things that they can control in this upcoming matchup, the way that they've been able to pull off so many upsets this season. We'll talk about what those things are and how it relates to an actual game plan to face off against Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs in the Steelers' playoff game that they've earned their right to play in. Joining me will be Wesley Euler of Steeler Nation Radio. He's going to be on the show. We always have a great time. It's Wednesdays with Wes. I'm Chris Carter, your host of the Locked On Steelers podcast. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Carter Critiques. Let's get into it. You are Locked On Steelers, your daily Pittsburgh Steelers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome to the Locked On Steelers podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter, bringing you your daily dose of all things on the Pittsburgh Steelers. As always, you can find us on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Odyssey, and YouTube. Hit the like button on, on your YouTube video if you're watching us there. Hit the subscribe button on our channel to get more of our great content Monday through Friday. And leave us a five-star review with a positive comment, and you get a special shout-out at the end of the show. Joining me as a returning guest, one of our friends, one of our good guys, friend in real life, friend of the program, Wes Euler of Steeler Nation Radio, also of uh, Ears and Beers podcast with Adam Crowley, a West Virginia, big West Virginia guy there. Wes, how you doing, my man? What's up, cuz? I'm fantastic. I am pleasantly surprised to still be talking about this team uh, for at least one more week and not looking towards the offseason quite yet. Let's go to Arrowhead and see what happens here. It's certainly the, the, the factor here because I think everybody in their right mind was just thinking, man, if the Steelers could just get to the playoffs, what a big, just, just, just like, uh, just a, just a big slap in the face it would be to all these other teams that got their their young franchise quarterbacks like the Justin Herberts and everyone else, the, the the Cleveland Browns who swore this was their year, the Ravens who swore this was their year. What a big slap in the face it would be, and you even saw that with the way how most of the country was rooting for a tie, and maybe not yeah. specifically just against the Steelers because they just wanted to see something that has never Some happened. Chaos, yeah. like just just to stay because everyone loves chaos when it's not about you but for the Steelers to make it in there and everyone kind of look around and say how how did how did they do that I think that's what everyone's looking at here Wes that, that that's that has people so uh dumbfounded right now but I, I want to start off we'll get to more about the Steelers and their improbability of what they've done so far this year and later in the show but I want to talk to you about what Mike Tomlin said in his Tuesday press conference when asked about looking back at the, the you know the the game against the Chiefs that was a utter destruction. I think it was 36 to 10 that they ended up losing by. Correct. Um, yep. They, when asked about that, he talked about hitting a reset button. He talked, he didn't talk about, you know, going the specifics of what happened in that game. He said, the biggest thing is turnovers, limit the turnovers and cause the turnovers. And if you look at that game, Wes, you saw that you, you saw, you saw what the chiefs did. They forced three turnovers on the Steelers. Deontay Johnson had a fumble. Ben Roethlisberger had an interception. I actually forget how the third one even happened, but I think after a certain point, everything was forgettable uh, for most yeah. teams. and they didn't cause a single turnover. And in yeah. all, but I believe two of their wins against the Broncos and Seahawks, the Steelers have won the turnover battle to help them get it over. And those are especially against 
the Buffalo Bills, the three seed in, in, in the AFC playoffs, especially against the Tennessee Titans, the one seed in the AFC playoffs. I was going to say the Titans, big one. Um, yep. I mean, they, they won that one four to nothing. That was that was other otherworldly the way they won and that. And it was still a one-possession game, yeah. And it, exactly. But that is, that, to me, is the formula for this game. Everyone's going to talk about, you know, got to stop this guy, got to stop that guy. And, yes, those are all true. But – I think what might be the biggest talking point right now is the Steelers, their defense has to create the turnovers. They're going to need T.J. Watt to be T.J. Watt. They're going to need sure, Alex Highsmith sure. and Cam Hayward to be phenomenal, but they're also going to need Ben Roethlisberger, Deontay Johnson, and all those guys. Limit the mistakes. Don't turn the ball over and make it so that it's a tough, dirty, old-fashioned football game where the Chiefs are sitting around like, wait a minute, how are these guys hanging with us? Yeah, absolutely right. Uh, if, if you're the doctor, you just nailed the diagnosis right there, Chris. Um, and I think a big part of that, you know, you mentioned those, those, those turnovers, what, a little less or yeah, a little less than a month ago, December 26th. So I yeah. guess it's been about, about, you know, about, about three weeks or so mm-hmm. since the Steelers went to Arrowhead stadium. I'm a firm believer in there's a difference between turnovers and giveaways, right? Maybe the better way to say this mm. is there's a difference no, between takeaways. There's a difference between takeaways and giveaways. Maybe that that's the better way to say it. And what the Steelers did at Arrowhead stadium was they gave the ball away. I mean, mm-hmm. Deontay Johnson literally coughed it up with nobody around him, no contact. He just dropped the ball. Ben mm-hmm. Roethlisberger on that interception to Ray Ray McLeod. I mean, Chris, you and I aren't stud athletes. We're not, you know, clumsy putzes either. But you and I <laughs> could have intercepted that ball that just yeah, sailed it was, it, over it was a Ray duck. Ray's head. Yeah. There's difference. There's a difference between the defense taking the ball away and an offense giving the ball away. Mm-hmm. And I just think the Steelers, they, we know what the formula is for this team. You just touched on all of it there. The defense has to lead the way. It has to be low scoring. You have to just kind of hang around and give Ben an opportunity to find it late and this offense to find it late like we've seen, um, you know, the past couple weeks. There's a real formula there for this team, and it, it all begins and ends with you can't fall behind early and you have to take care of the football, point blank, period. You need your defense to force the turnovers too. You need TJ and Cam and Minka mm-hmm. to, to be the five-star players that they are. But it, but it all begins and ends with the offense just has to do enough, man. Like, I think against the Browns, you saw a Steelers defense that just looked rejuvenated, that looked yep. recharged, that looked different. And that's because they weren't on the field the entire first half. Mm-hmm. It, it really is that simple. This defense, when the offense, I'm not saying they have to put up crazy points. Because they, they didn't necessarily do that against Cleveland on Monday night. But what did they do in the first half? They scored. They controlled the clock. They possessed they the football. E- possess the football. Elongate drives with your run game. Keep your defense rested on the sideline. And then guys like TJ Watt and Cam Hayward, they're playing the majority of the snaps. They're not coming out for breathers because they've been on the field for 25 minutes straight. We know what the formula is. It's, it's not a secret with this team at this point. That, to me, is the first 30 minutes are massive. The offense has to take care of the ball. They have to possess the ball. They have to elongate drives. And you've got to at least, I think, be a one-score game at halftime. Either way, three points, six points, seven points. If you make it that far, you're right in this thing. And, and all bets are off, I think, if you're Kansas City in terms of, all right, we're going to, you know, we're feeling good. We're going to beat this team pretty handily. If you hang in there for the first two quarters, you got every chance in the world. But to do that... The offense has to do their part. They have to support the defense. They have to not put the defense, you know, possessing the ball is a big part of it. You also can't put the defense on a short field. You, you can't, right. you know, TJ Watts trotting out there and the Chiefs are already in field goal range. That That's not a recipe to win for this team, period. But particularly for, you know, against an offense as potent as Kansas City's is, 
you got to go out there and execute. You know, you, you, you do have to hit the reset button. Like Mike Tomlin said, you got to know what you did wrong, but you can't dwell on that too much because you got to hope that this game plays out much differently. Absolutely. And there, there's ways that this can play out differently. Again, I'm not, I'm not trying to sell you some pie in the sky, Steelers fans. I'm not trying to say that the Steelers are definitely going to walk in here and do this. Snake thing. oil. Right. right. Snake oil. Yeah, I'm, I'm not doing none of that. But I am saying, you know, I've always believed in the any given Sunday, su- Sunday, you know, you know, Absolutely. Monica. Yeah, yeah that, that's a real thing. That's why I said, even though I, was, I picked the Colts to beat the Jaguars, I was saying I wouldn't be too shocked if they beat them. Now, I was shocked how the, how, how badly they beat the, 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 the Colts. But I wouldn't be too shocked if the if the Jaguars pull, pulled it out. Um, but th- it's a similar situation here. This is a game where the Chiefs, they should they come into this. They crushed the Steelers the last time they played them. You saw the Steelers, Wes, in their in that last game. They could barely score against the Ravens. Yeah, and game, their game worst... was over. Like, like oh, like, sorry, last game. Sorry, yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. But I'm, but I'm talking about. But like, not only did the time that the last time they played the Steelers, which was three weeks ago, but also the last time the Steelers played against the Ravens, and they were barely eking it out against the Ravens, uh, who you know were, were on a backup quarterback, and they have the worst pass defense in the NFL, and it took it took all that. There's a chance you can catch a team like that slipping. And I want to talk more about those chances in just a little bit here because I, I do think that there's actual ways the Steelers can focus on winning this game. But first, I've got to talk to you guys about Built Bar. It's the New Year, so that means New Year's resolutions. If yours is about getting fit or eating healthier, make sure you include Built Bar in your plan. Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar or maybe even better than a candy bar. Built Bar makes it easier to stick to your resolution because it tastes so good you'll want to eat it, unlike those other protein bars that can be chalky or waxy or taste like a chemical spill. You want to eat healthy, but it just gets so boring because by, by week three, you're thinking, well, is this even worth it? Where's the chocolate? Well, Built Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. Most Built Bars contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. Compare that to the average candy bar that has 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. That's such a healthy difference. An idea for the new year is go to find all the stashes you put for yourself where you got your snacks, your, your, your unhealthy snacks, your candy bars, your potato chips. Throw those out. Replace them with all the amazing different Built Bar flavors like coconut, almond, peanut butter, brownie, raspberry, cookie cream, double chocolate mousse, all those flavors available at built.com. And if you go to built.com right now, you can use the promo code LOCKED15. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, LOCKED15, to get 15% off your next order. Again, that's that's, that's LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. Back here on the Lockdown Steelers podcast, I'm your host, Chris Carter, here with my special guest, Wesley Euler of Steeler Nation Radio and the Ears and Beers podcast. Wes, let's get to talking more about, you know, actual things the Steelers are focusing on in this game, because we're talking about those matchups. You know, we're talking about, you know, trying to make sure not to give your defense the short field. But, you know, part of what the Steelers can open up in this game. Listen, this might be Ben's last game. That there, you can pull out a lot of stops, and I, I, I'm not doing this to be the Yinzer that 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 surely <laughs> has done this in every bar in Pittsburgh. But there's a lot of Yinzers who will go back to 2005, Ben Roethlisberger's second year, when they got oh, destroyed buddy. by the Indianapolis Colts in the regular season. Then they went to Indianapolis in the playoffs, and 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 the Indianapolis Colts came. In, they came into that game. And the Steelers were calling play action. They were doing things they hadn't done all season. And the Colts were like, wait, what? How did they get up on us? And then at the end of the game, it came down to some crazy last minute, last second mm-hmm. heroics, but the Steelers were able to win it. I'm not saying the Steelers can definitely just do that and it's just going to be a repeat. But 
there is a similar formula here. The Steelers, you saw them all last week. People were begging them, why are you not throwing the ball on first down? Why are you still trying to run the ball against the league's worst, best rushing defense and the worst passing defense? And to me, I see the Steelers as setting themselves up for what's the one thing that we've been begging Ben Roethlisberger to do all season long? Throw to the middle part of the field. Middle of the was, field. If there was ever a game to do it, this would be the week that Ben can start doing that. And if the Chiefs have planned around, they don't need to worry about that. Their defense can be like, oh, wait, we can talk to the whole plan to not have to worry about that. And then all of a sudden, this franchise quarterback is finding rhythm in life in the playoffs. And Chris, I'm glad you went here because I feel like a lot of the optimism <laughs> amongst Steeler Nation this week has been 2005. Remember 2005? <laughs> you got to remember 2005. We backdoored in and all these different things. I think, I think the one thing that maybe you can carry over is what you just alluded to. They came out in that game against the Colts with some, you know, some new bullets in their holster, yeah. right? Some, some hollow points that they hadn't fired all season. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know that much about bullets, but you, you catch my drift. You, you've got to do something a little bit different. You, you certainly do because, again, even the most optimistic Steeler fan, we know you can line them up. The Jimmys and Joes of the Chiefs outweigh, outpunch the Jimmys and Joes of the Steelers. There's been some good for Pittsburgh at times throughout the season and certainly over these last two weeks as well, too. There's reasons to be encouraged that, you know, the offensive line, while it hasn't been consistent, they've had their moments where they've been able to, you know, put in varsity level performances, right. shall we say. And we know what the defense is capable of, particularly when they are, you know, as relatively healthy as they've been since maybe the Buffalo game. But, buddy, I'm with you. You, you have got to do something different on offense. It doesn't have to be gimmicky. It doesn't have to be quirky. I think a lot of times, you know, people start talking about gimmicks and trick plays and, and all those things. I think it can be something just as simple as attacking the middle of the field more than you have. Maybe it's something as simple as asking the offensive line to block for a half second longer. Mm -hmm. And those, those two, three yard patterns that you've been running, maybe make them five, six, seven yard patterns instead. Maybe run some stick routes across the middle. There, there's things that you can do that are not asking the offensive line to to suddenly be the best in the league and pass protect for a long time, to not suddenly ask, you know, Najee Harris to go for 188 yards again like he did against the Browns on Monday night football. There's some wrinkles. There's some things that you can do that will keep the Chiefs on their toes, keep them guessing. And I think you're absolutely right. I think that's the parallel to draw from 2005 is you've got to do at least something unexpected on defense. And again, that doesn't mean it has to be – an Antoine Randall type, you know, trick play. That that's not right. what we're saying. Um, but you've got to have the defense guessing. You've got to have the defense saying, you know, wait a second. All this pre-scouting we did this week, and we know we just played this team three weeks ago, and this was a little bit different. You got to keep them on their toes. You've got to at least give them something different to think about, and then hopefully that in turn opens up the other things that you want to do and where you have had some success. That's I think is the bottom line there, especially on offense, because defensively we know the formula: stop the run if they can, get after Mahomes, make him a little bit more uncomfortable in the pocket, make sure you contain him, don't let him run, and that's something that Tomlin also addressed in that. Yep. And then just you know, if if he if he completes a pass, tackle him, force him to have to keep beating you down the field. He is Patrick Mahomes; he is the best quarterback in football, and all and all that and all that jazz. But you got to make him be the best quarterback in football, and that's what you right. the, the, the teams that pull off those upsets historically. When you look at you know the Broncos beating the Patriots in the AFC Championship game when Tom Brady was was, was the quarterback, the way Aaron Rodgers has lost you know a, a lot of playoff games in his, his career, the way that Patrick Mahomes has lost, you got to force yeah. those yeah. quarterbacks to be great in those moments, and if they are great. 
fine. You lost to him. And the Steelers have been there before. They've lost to Aaron Rodgers in the Super Bowl when yep. he's just been phenomenal. And Ryan Clark's talked about, like, man, there was one place he could have fit that ball in the entire world, and he fit it in that one place. You know, They, they lost played- to Blake Bortles when he was lighting it up. Wait, what happened? Okay, yeah. That, those, are, those are exceptions, and those were more also more about the offense stinking up and, and letting them fall behind 21 sure, points sure. and ending them turnovers. But – when you look at when you look at a lot of those games, the way how you beat a great quarterback is you force them to be great, and then you do what you do well. And you know yes. we'll get into, we'll get to this more in the next segment. But the Steelers, you, you say, well, what do they do well? Well, when you look at the Steelers, it's their it's their turnovers. It's the it's it's how they've been able to you know how they've been able to stay alive in in this season. When you go back and you look at you know just overall stats and 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 what they've been able been able to do. I mean, the Steelers they create opportunities by you know by being in the right position by pressuring quarterbacks and taking advantage of when you're there i mean the, the steelers for a fifth straight year have finished with the most sacks in the nfl that's and mike thomas talked about we, we don't like go out every year and say we want to do that we just go right. for the things that we do well and right. this is where i think that's again that's where this can play into play into your hands if you're able to limit how much uh, their their run game has an impact forcing them into some third and longs and you won't win them all patrick mahomes is amazing but mm-hmm. if you're able to win some and you're able to get your hands on them and you can force a couple fumbles, those are the game-changing plays that can lead to the moments that all of a sudden Kansas City's looking around and they're used to high yeah. flying. They're used to, even though they lost to the Bengals, they're used to the back-and-forth offensive slugfests. But when a team like that is in a situation where they're in a defensive slugfest, it can be a little tricky for them to think, but wait, how do, what, what do we got to do here? Because this isn't where we're normally used to being. That's well said. You know, maybe they'll look up in the fourth quarter and the score will be 13 to nine and they'll say, wait a second, what's going on here? You brought 13 nine up. I did not. Listen, buddy, I, 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 I wallow in self-deprecation. All right. <laughs> I don't, I don't hide from it. I don't run away from it. I run towards it, baby. Um, no, you're absolutely right. And I'm, I'm glad you mentioned the run game there too, because that's a big part of it. We, we all know what Mahomes and what their plethora of, of talented, you know, skill players that they have around him are capable of doing through the air and, and Mahomes with his feet. But buddy, a, a big part of why the chiefs were, you know, in the driver's seat and comfortably beating the Steelers a couple weeks ago by the end of the first quarter was because they came out and they were able to run the ball. However they mm-hmm. wanted, mm-hmm. you can't let that happen. You've had good success two straight weeks, right? Teams who can run the football, the Cleveland Browns, the Baltimore Ravens for all their shortcomings. Mm-hmm. Those two teams still know how to move the ball on the ground. You did a better job. Still not great, but you did a better job these last two weeks. That has to continue because the way that you let TJ Watt and Cam Hayward and Alex Highsmith and company pin back their ears and go after Patrick Mahomes, the way that you maybe get your hands on him a couple times and and, and things like that is you have to force them into down and distance. It's got to be third and seven, third and six, third and nine, third and predictable, right? Mm -hmm. If they're winning on first down, if they're winning on second down, all of a sudden, that's when this Steelers defense can get gashed by Seattle, can get gashed by Detroit. You've got to win first down. You've got to win second down, too, obviously, with that. And a big part of that, I think, starts at the beginning with with slowing down the Chiefs out of the backfield. You know, again, what they can do through the air with Mahomes and company and the playmakers that they have there. You've got to at least force them to be one-dimensional in that regard, I think, to have a chance to slow them down. Because like you said, Patrick Mahomes is going to make plays. Even in the Super Bowl last year, where there was absolute chaos and his wide receivers were dropping everything. And, and he had, had no, no offensive line. No offensive <laughs> line. Patrick Mahomes still made plays in that game. His wide receivers catch a couple balls, and maybe that's a closer game down the maybe. stretch. 
Mahomes is going – he's Houdini, man. He's he's going to find a way to, to at least make some plays. You'll take that if you can win more consistently early in possessions, early in downs, and that way you at least know what's coming. And, again, maybe TJ gets two sacks. Maybe Cam gets his hands on him once or twice. And all of a sudden, you know, not that Mahomes is a happy feet type guy, type guy, but maybe he's a little bit quicker through his progressions. Maybe he's a little bit quicker to pull that thing down or to throw it away. You've got to at least have him thinking about all this stuff. A big part of that starts with stopping the run game on first down and and, and then, you know, thereafterwards on, on second and third down as well, too. I, I think a very uh, reasonable comparison, not that this is that, that college is the same as the pros, but you saw it a little bit in the college football play, uh, the, uh, final the championship when Bryce Young, who's been Mr. Ice Cold, you couldn't mm-hmm. rattle the dude. And when it mm-hmm. got late there and Georgia's defense kept coming, you saw him start to like smack in the turf a little bit. And I'm like, that's the first bit of a, I I haven't seen that kind of emotion out of this kid. And again, he's a saw what a sophomore in college. He's he's a baby. So like, it's different from him and Mahomes. Mahomes Mahomes is still a young quarterback. We've seen him when he gets, when he gets rattled, he'll still be, he's still extremely dangerous, but he's yeah. more prone to making mistakes, and that's what you in the Steelers. You have a narrow path to victory here. No one's playing the game. You do. No, no, no one's trying to say the Steelers <laughs> should walk in and be like, "Oh yeah, just create more turnovers, run the ball, stop the run," and you got it. But you're saying you have a very narrow path to victory. But the key to getting that is going to be to get to that dude, make him feel more human, and yep. and, ha- and have some t- and have some chances where your defense that does have really good playmakers in Cam Hayward. T.J. Watt, Minka Fitzpatrick, heck, you even saw Terrell Evans get an interception last week and trust that those guys are going to get it done because you don't have too many strengths on this team. But that is one that you can lean on. I want to talk to Wes more about the Steelers' strengths and weaknesses and what has built this team this year and looking looking back and looking at several of the things that I think people overlook when they talk about how this 9-7-1 team got into the playoffs we'll do that in just a minute here but first i gotta talk to you guys about get upside hey steelers fans this is chris carter with an incredible app everyone who buys gas needs to know about it's called get upside my listeners are making up to 25 cents for every gallon of gas every time they fill up just download the free get upside app in the app store or google play right now use promo code touchdown to get up 25 get a bonus 25 cents per gallon on your first fill up that gets you up to 50 cents cash back on your first tank don't pay full price of the pump anymore get cash back using get upside just download the app for free and use promo code touchdown to get up to 50 cents per gallon cash back on your first tank some people who drive a lot are making as much as two or three hundred dollars a month in cash back and there's no catch the cash back gets added right to your account. You can cash out anytime to your bank account, PayPal, or an e-gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free GetUpside app and use promo code TOUCHDOWN to get up to 50 cents per gallon cash back on your first tank. Again, that's promo code TOUCHDOWN. We're also brought to you by Bet Online that has you covered all season long with more props, odds, and lines than ever before as finally the NFL playoffs are here. And you know what that means, Wes? It's time to put some money down on some really big games. Woo! Bet online remains your number one spot for all the sports action this season. Head to the new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use the promo code Locked On. That's L O C K E D O N Locked On to get to get to receive your 50% welcome bonus when signing up and get a, a, at a BetOnline.ag. From basketball to football to NHL to boxing to UFC to right down to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season at Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports and Bet Online where the game starts. When we do back-to-back ad reads, we keep it rolling here on the Locked On Steelers podcast. Chris Carter here with Wes Euler. Let's talk more about this actual Steelers team. Because, Wes, normally 
when you look at the teams that are in the playoffs, you say, okay, this team made it because they have a great run game. This team made it because their quarterback carried them on their back. This team made it because their turnover rate is the highest in, in, in the NFL. Um, you look at all those different reasons, but the Steelers, they don't have that hat to hang on this year. They're the, the they're, they're 29th in rushing, rushing totals. They're dead last in rushing defense. Um, they're fifth, <laughs> they're, they're 15th in passing yards. They are top 10 in passing defense. I, 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 I will, I will point that out. Um, you know, but, but when it comes to, you know, to turnovers, they're 14th in creating turnovers, turnovers in the NFL. They're, they are 10th in limiting turnovers on, on offense, but this is, this is, none of those are like, wow, that's, that's what carries you in. Yeah. Um, even, even the 20, uh, to 2019 team that didn't make the playoffs, they were in eight. Their defense was spectacular. And that's why they got there. When yes. you look at all those things adding up, what speaks to you about what gets a team like this Steelers team oh. to be, to be in this position? Divine intervention. <laughs> <laughs> you know what, Chris? I just thought about this. We should probably thank Tunch Oaken. I mean, there's got to be a connection here. Oh there's man, be a, rest in peace, Tunch. I, 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 buddy, I, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I really don't. I, listen, we, we know that they have studs on defense, but you're right. This defense has has not been anywhere close to the 2019 unit. No, the the numbers bear that out. I, if you look just at how ineffectively they've run the football this year mm-hmm. and how ineffective they've been at stopping the run. I mean, mm-hmm. you'd think that they were most NFL teams when that's the case, they're, they're drafting in the top 10. Yep. I mean, they're at the bottom of their, they're at the bottom of their division. They win three, four, five games. Um, I think it's a combination of a few things. Those, those studs on defense have had really big moments when they've need, you know, Cam Hayward has had some massive moments, TJ Minka, massive moments. All those guys have lived up to their billing. Ben Roethlisberger, for all his shortcomings at his age and at this point in his career, he has still shown the ability that if they can hang in there long enough, he can make some plays and get it done. And then I think just something that's always a calling card of Mike Tomlin teams, man, he never loses that locker room. It doesn't matter if it's 2019 and your your franchise quarterback, your future Hall of Fame quarterback goes down six quarters into the season for the rest of the year and you're going back and forth between Mason Rudolph and a duck. He, he, <laughs> he still doesn't He still doesn't lose that team. Even at points last year, there's times where he could have lost that team. Never happened. This season, easily at one and three. At, at week 16, could, could have lost this team the day after Christmas, flying back from Arrowhead, and when it felt like, all right, that's it, this, this team's cooked. I think it's a combination of those three things. The studs on defense, Ben Roethlisberger being able to do the, with the Toby Keith, I ain't as good as I once was, but I can be as good once as I ever was. <laughs> And, and, and just Mike Tomlin, you know, and there's obviously other people on that staff that deserve credit, but you and I were talking before we started recording here. I mean, Mike Tomlin lost his offensive coordinator in crunch time at the end of the season, or offensive coordinator, sorry, Defense. offensive Defense. line coach, offensive, offensive line, line coach, coach yes. and, and crunch and crunch time, you know, down the stretch and in the offensive line probably played better in those last two games. And they didn't have his defensive coordinator going into Baltimore. Um, and, and he has to serve in that capacity. You know, Mike Tomlin, you and I have said this before, I think. He is not perfect. No coach in the NFL is, not even Absolutely. Bill Belichick. But but this guy, his his track record is proven. And I think the, a big part of that is because he never loses the locker room. His message is never lost on those guys. And I think a lot of times when you're someone like Mike Tomlin who – we got Tomlinisms, right? That's something that we right. talk about. Right. Sometimes that can go in one ear and out the other for players. You know, when – like if you're a multi-million dollar athlete and you're hearing your head coach talk about, oh, we got red paint, we got to paint the barn red. Oh, we got yellow paint, we got to paint the barn yellow. 
sometimes that could go in one ear and out the other, but it never does for Mike Tomlin, man. And, and you see him, you know, for what, six, seven, eight seconds celebrating on Instagram live with the guys. And you see how much they all love it. it they love playing for this guy. Mm-hmm. He, like, like every coach in the business, he, he's not perfect. He has his flaws. He has things that, yeah, on Sunday will have you scratching your head sometimes and, and going crazy. But, man, he never loses a locker room. These guys always play for him. And I think in the nat- in any professional sport, Chris, where you got athlete, a, a good majority of the guys you're coaching are making more money than you are, it, it's it, the staying power to, to do that. But I think particularly in the NFL, a league that's designed for parity, for mediocrity, is so impressive. You know, I, I might even put Mike Tomlin at the top of that list, honestly. But Ben deserves credit for what he's been able Absolutely. to do. When the, when the defense has given him the opportunity to do it and TJ Watt and Cam Hayward and Minka and those guys too, um, that's the maybe that's the holy trinity of how the Steelers have somehow, uh, despite all this, finished 9-7-1 and, and, and find themselves in the playoffs. And again, this is easily the worst version of Ben Roethlisberger we've seen yes. in his career. You know, maybe and you'd say defense, two- this defense is not as good as they've been the last two years. They're just no, they have not. They're, they're not. And and again, you look at the rushing defense. More to your point about 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 how unique it is to if you can't stop the run, how doomed you are. Here are the top ten teams that have not been able to stop the run this year. Steelers are number one at giving up 146.1 yards. <laughs> but number two, the Texans. Number three, the Char- the Chargers. Four Jets. Five Lions. Six. Falcons, seven, Vikings, eight, Giants, nine, Bears, and ten, Jaguars. None of those teams are in the playoffs, but somehow <laughs> the Steelers are. It, it, it translates- it's a whole lot of teams. It's a whole lot of teams you don't want to be near categorically. Right. right. You like if you're thinking like if I'm in that category, like how am I making the playoffs? With the Falcons and the Lions and the Jags and the right. Giants. It, 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 you're in that. You're in that category. And then same with point differential. The Steelers, they've won all but one of their games by (laughs) one single possession. When I was the Browns game, and that was really just because Najee Harris just felt like running it into the end zone yes, at, at, yes. at the end there. But you know, <laughs> you 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 look at back at those, they're they're negative fifty-five in point differential this year. The yep. the rate for a comparison, there are let me do a quick count here: six plus four. There's ten teams that have a worse point differential this year. The only one of those ten teams it, that's in the playoffs is the Raiders. Um, and but you you it's look crazy. at the you look at the Steelers again, the Texans, the Jets, the Jaguars, the Bears, Washington, and, the and Chris, the teams that are the teams that are above them in that regard: the Dolphins, the Browns, the Rams, yeah. the Vikings, the Broncos, the Seahawks, the Saints. I mean, they, they don't exactly inspire confidence either. It's, it's right. amazing. It's it's amazing. But to me, this is more so about when people talk about you know how there is no culture with the Steelers, there is no there's no there's no leadership, there's no direction, like who who believes in this team. If 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 a team played like this, if a team had those kind of stats and didn't have culture, it didn't have belief, and didn't have a you know, you know, good good coaching and good structure, they would fall apart. They would be like, you know, why are we even playing here? Why do we even care? Why do we show up every week? But they're not I'm doing so it. glad. I'm so glad you said that because maybe this is a, a good my my final my final closing statement or my final thought. You know, there's been a lot of back and forth, and there always is in you know when the Steelers aren't running away with the division like they did last year. There, there's always a lot of conversation in this town about the Steeler way, about the Rooney way, how you try and win every season. Be damned, right? We're we're, we're not tanking. We're never looking towards a better draft pick. A lot of people are talking about that on Monday. Well, is it really worth it for the Steelers to go to Kansas City and get smoked when you lost six spots or seven spots in the draft? Chris, 
I think everything that just transpired these past two weeks is 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 validation. Yep. Of 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 Mr. Rooney and the Steelers and Kevin Colbert and Mike Tomlin in that we're we never go all in because we're all in every single year. We're trying to win every year. We want to contend every year. It doesn't always work out, you know, and we've seen that the last couple of years. But man, this year you got the bounces that go your way, the tie break scenarios, all those things, and you look up and you're in the playoffs. Against all odds, you look up and you're in the playoffs and you get at least one more ride with the guy who's been under center for 18 years with your future Hall of Fame quarterback. For as much as, you know, in 2019, people are like, Ben's done for the year. Why are you trading for Minka? Why are you doing all this? Just go into the tank and draft your next quarterback or go into the tank and, and do whatever. I think this validates the Steelers never wanting to rebuild. That They, they want to contend. They want to have a shot. Mm-hmm. They want to be in the mix down the stretch in December and January every single season and be playing meaningful football. And a lot of people crush them for that. Oh, why don't you just, why don't you just have a down year or two and get some better draft picks? But I think what just happened over the last two weeks validates all of it because you never know when you are going to get the bounces. You know, we saw it in 2013, the Steelers needed some things to go their way and Ryan suck up, misses that field goal. And you find yourself on the outside looking in, but you can also have it go this way where two weeks ago, we all thought the season was over. And now all of a sudden we're heading to the playoffs. I think that's a real validation of of the Steelers' philosophy in that regard. I think it certainly is. It, it again, it shows. And again, you look at you know the you know the video of Mike. Tell you haven't seen the video. It's hilarious. But when Mike Tomlin was in the locker room, you know Marcus uh, uh, Marcus Allen, uh, the 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 Steelers safety converted linebacker. He always does the walking your trap, take over your trap dance song whenever the Steelers win on the road. And he goes on he goes on Instagram Live, and other players join in. Well, this time Tomlin joins in, and he does that. That's what that's what Wes was doing. He does the this, and he's dancing with him. But you know, and some people were like, well, Wes, why is he dancing? They're barely in the playoffs. Like, I don't understand. You don't understand yeah, when you piss see. Off. Piss right, off. Right, get out of here with that. Because It's not when, like he's doing that after a week four win. Calm down. Right, like, like, like they just pulled off an upset on the road against a division rival, sweeping a division rival, while they know that the other big thing that they really needed to happen happened, and they have a really good chance to make the playoffs. They're celebrating that. And, again, the energy that it gives. Because look at what the Steelers were doing. Like, a lot of those Steelers players were seeing when they when they saw that video. You saw Najee Harris being like, that's my coach. You saw Mason Rudolph mm-hmm. be saying, walk in thine trap, you know, uh, uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, like they're they're doing they're 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 like we want to play for that guy, right? But they're 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 they want to play for that guy. That again, Absolutely. it shows when you're in those situations, and, and you and I have talked about this off camera as well. You want your young guys to know what it's like because now Najee Harris and Pat Fryer, with whatever happens on Sunday with with the Kansas City Chiefs, they know the they environment a of, a, of, it. of a playoff yep. game. They know of clutch yep. AFC North battles with the Browns and the Ravens in those last two weeks. Now next year, when they're when they when, when it's grant guarantee, the Steelers will find a way to compete again next year. They'll be they'll be the end of the season, and they'll probably need some wins against some big mm-hmm. divisional opponents in the final weeks. And you'll see those young guys. Pat Fryermuth, uh, Najee Harris, even Isaiah Loudermilk, Dan Moore Jr., uh, even Kendrick Green. You'll see, like, look, we've yep. all we've all seen Devin, this environment. Devin Bush, Devin Bush, Devin Bush, another last, perfect example. Last year in the playoffs, yeah, he, yes. he was out. Exactly. They, they, they've all known, like, listen, we've been here, we've seen this environment, and we've tasted it before, so now we know how to react to it better and to prepare for it better going forward. And that kind of stuff builds culture within the organization 100%. to keep it alive, even when you're losing an 18-year franchise quarterback, future Hall of well Famer, said. and Ben Roethlisberger. Well Wes, we're over time, but thank you so much for joining us here on the Locked On Steelers podcast. You're always a great friend and a great guest here on the show. People living on to find you, follow you, and get more of your work. 
Yes, sir. Always a pleasure, Mr. Carter. Um, if you're watching on YouTube, you can see my Twitter account there. It's at Wesley Euler. Um, I host the show with Arthur Motes, former Steelers linebacker, at noon on Steelers Nation Radio. You can get us uh, in podcast form as well, too. It's called the Steelers Blitz. So Steelers Blitz, wherever you get your podcast, or you can listen to us live uh, on SNR, either on the Steelers app, Steelers website, or on your iHeart app or iHeart website as well, too. High noon on weekdays, Arthur Motes and I. And then, yeah, if you're part of the crossover, I, I know that there's WVU fans listening right now, a lot of WVU Steeler fans. Um, a lot of you guys know Adam Crowley as well, too. We host uh, Ears and Beers podcast where we just talk about Mountaineers and drink beers. Um, so if WVU is your cup of tea, if you're a tortured soul like me, uh, you can you can find me there as well, too. Yes, yeah, certainly. Uh, they do a great job of that. They're very entertaining, and that's why I love to have both of those guys on this show on the Locked on Steelers podcast. I'm Chris Carter, host of the Locked on Steelers podcast. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Carter Critiques. Thank you so much for checking out the show. Remember to check us out on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Odyssey, and uh, YouTube. Like this video if you watched it on YouTube. Hit the subscribe button on our YouTube channel. Also, please do go give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts with a positive comment with it. That does that stuff really does help us out. It boosts us up and gives us gives us more gives us more viewership. Um, we got a, whenever you do that, I do give you a shout out at the end of the show. We got a new one that I wanted to point out there from Sheezy from Canada says, glad I tuned in. Chris, I'm a longtime Steelers fan that recently started listening to different Steelers podcasts. I got to say that I love the content you have and the length of each episode. It's the perfect length for my daily commute. Keep up the great work. And I look forward to being an everyday listener. Thank you. Cheesy for making making yourself an everyday listener. And thank you listeners for, for, for listening or watching this. If you had it on YouTube tomorrow. I'm, it's, it's it's a repeat show. We're getting another crossover with the Can Locked On Kansas City Chiefs podcast. We're going to be breaking it down, looking at this game even more, hear from what they're going through this week, and get you ready for Steelers versus Chiefs this Sunday. 